Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell, and normally for four years I have said, and that is Kurt Souter, but Kurt was unable to make the show today. He is down and out and hacking up a lung, and there would be no, it doesn't make for good radio for somebody coughing in a microphone. So uh, I'm flying solo today, and that's okay because I'm really excited about our guest today. Uh, but before we get started, if you're just tuning in on the radio or you've stumbled across our podcast, uh, Solid Steps Radio started a few years ago because Kurt and I got together and says we felt the Lord was bringing us together to do a show for men. Uh, we have a lot of lady listeners, and that's great. But we wanted to have our primary audience to be men because we feel like men, we are really easy to talk about sports, weather, and politics, but not go into the things of depth. And God is a deep God, and he created you to be deep with him. And he created you to be deep with him through walking with, talk, taking solid steps with Jesus Christ. And uh, we believe that's true for every man who's listening. And no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, we want to be a tool in your toolbox that maybe you may hear something that will point you in his direction. So today, we've got a repeat guest coming in, and uh, he's great to have him back. But uh, a year ago this time, he was our first time, it was the first time being on the show. Uh, once a year, uh, here in Louisville, Kentucky, the largest global medical missions conference takes place at Southeast Christian Church. And medical missions and people who are missionaries from all over the world in different aspects will come into town to network, to encourage one another, to... Uh, learn and, and uh, kind of get uh, built up to be, get sent back out. And uh, today we've got uh, a, a missionary, and that doesn't really do him justice about what he is and what he's done, but you might recognize his name. Uh, his name is Jamie Saint, and uh, we're going to get a little recap of his family lineage and how he got to sit in here, but we're going to talk today especially about a really cool study that we talked about uh, uh, that he did uh, studying North America and, and the North American church. But first, let's welcome Jamie Saint. Jake, Jamie, welcome back to the show. Great to be with you. So the last time you were here, you shared on our story, and that was podcast number uh, 161, I think it is. I'll have to look that up on the break. But uh, And you shared a little bit about your story, a lot about your story. In fact, the whole podcast was about the Saint family. Can you give me about a two-minute overview, <laughs> if that's possible, <laughs> about uh, how you came to become a missionary? Yeah, really, it's God's story. It's not our story. He just happened to use us to write it. Um, back in the 1950s, my grandfather, Nate Saint, along with four of his friends, were killed by a group of Alcas. They were then known as Alcas. Now they're known as Wildani Indians. Two years later, my great-aunt moved in, and two years after that, my dad went in. He was adopted by the man that killed my grandfather, became family with this tribe, um, over the years, we've had interaction. We continue to have interaction um, every year, multiple times a year with this tribe. Um, they are family to us. Um, so it's a, it's a story told in End of the Spear, uh, both the movie and the book. Through Gates of Splendor is another book that told the beginning chapters of this story. And through the relationship with the tribe, that's actually how we started iTech. Um iTech is the Indigenous People's Technology and Education Center. So f the the people from this tribe, the Waodani tribe, they saw foreigners coming and doing to them rather than teaching them to do. And they saw that when foreigners came, they only could meet a physical need, but their people had a bigger need than a physical one. 
The other thing is they only came when it was convenient for them, not when the people had a need. So they said, you come being our family, your family come and teach us how to take care of our own people's medical and dental needs, and even how to fly from place to place. Then we'll be here when our people have a problem, and we'll not only be able to meet the physical need, we'll also be able to share the gospel with them. Hmm. So that's really... In a nutshell, yeah. that's the story and how we got to this place. Well, and, and go back to our, our last, uh, again, I'll, I'll make a, a note here on the next segment about the actual podcast, but if you go into SoundCloud and you just look through, or iTunes, and you just type in Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, or no, J-A-M-I-E, J-A-I-M-E, yep. Saint, uh, and you'll be able to find that podcast episode. Mm-hmm. He talks in much detail. But it's an incredible story. It doesn't do any justice in two minutes to tell. It doesn't even do it an hour of justice, but it's a wonderful story. But today you're in town, and we were talking a little bit before we started taping about a really interesting study that you've done. And when you think about missionaries, most people have been trained to, to think missionaries, meaning we are going to go over there because they need our help. That's but right. you did a, a different kind of an introspective study looking at us as the church in America, and what you what you come up with? Well, we were looking to develop a training center for bringing people from other countries to the U.S. to train here and then go back. That This is 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and we realized in a very short amount of time that that was not going to work. Mm-hmm. So we said... But in that process of of trying to say, okay, do we start a training center here? A question was brought up by a good friend, Jim, and he said, "Um, okay, so what are we doing to reach our community? Putting those together, when people, if we were to train people here, and they say, okay, what are you doing to, to to reach your own community? As opposed to, you know, you're giving us this tool to, to reach people in our community. What are you doing here? And we said, no, no, we're not doing anything here. We're here to help you reach your community. That's our job. That's not going to fly. Mm. So we began looking at the culture around us and say, okay, where are people hurting? ITEC has had a history of saying, where are people hurting overseas? Is there a way that we can give them a tool or a training in order to take care of that need. Not us doing it, but us empower them. But we said, okay, so where are people hurting in North America? And we very quickly saw that they're hurting in the area of finances. Mm -hmm. People are struggling with money. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They're living a lifestyle of debt. They, They try to live the American dream, and they wake up to realize it's a nightmare. And then we we looked further and we said, man, people are really hurting in the area of their jobs. They're working a job because of a paycheck, not because that's the way that God has gifted them. And then we we looked further and we said, man, families. Families are falling apart. They're not speaking to each other in ways that that build each other up. They're, They're fighting about money. They're fighting about all sorts of things. And then as we got further into it, we realized it's not just in finances and in career and in family, but it's also, man, people are struggling physically, socially, intellectually, and then, of course, spiritually. Hmm. 
So we began in the area of finances, moved to career, and then began just looking at every area of life and said, people in our culture are struggling. So what's the problem with, you'll hear many people say, hey, I'm struggling, I'm just being real, right? Which everybody has struggles. Some people wear their mask better than others. If those who make it seem like in the atrium at church, everything's fine. Well, no, it's not fine. We know things are wrong with you like other things are wrong with me. But where does that become a problem within the church? Well, when, once we looked at the culture and we saw all these problems, mm-hmm. we said, well, let's look in the church because we've been called to, to be a light in our communities. And if we would, were to live by biblical principles, which the Bible talks about all of these areas, then our lives would be different from those around us. And so we would have something to offer them, not just Jesus, because they don't want to hear about Jesus necessarily. They want help with their finances or help, you know, how can I get my family to just like each other and to, to, I mean, there's going to be little things, but how can we just get along? Mm -hmm. And we looked in the church and what we saw is we saw the same exact problems to the same levels in the world and in the church. They're the same. There's no different. The same percentage of marriages who don't know Christ, same percentage of marriages in the church, they're falling apart. Mm. So if we're called to be a light and we're not living by biblical principles, then why in the world would the world want what we have? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to add Jesus to to the rest of the problems that we have. Right. So that really challenged us to create a study for people to challenge them to live intentionally while keeping the focus on eternally, hmm. on eternity. So we're only here for a short amount of time. And, it, you know, there's things like live your best life now. Man, this is not my best life. Mm-hmm. The, hopefully, you know, <laughs> right. because of Jesus, this is this is the as bad as it's ever going to get for me. Right. But... We only have this short amount of time to be able to be a witness for Christ. And if we're not living intentionally in every area of life, then people are not going to be drawn to what we have, which is Jesus. So we're going to take a break. And in the next couple segments, we're going to unpack these seven areas. And they're nothing earth-shattering. You didn't have to, you know, uh, so these areas are all areas we all live in. So we're going to take a break, come back, and... Jamie and I are going to discuss how these areas look and how we can have the life that God intended through His power. And again, not to have uh, this to be our best life, but to prepare for the best life in eternity. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, not with Kurt Souter. He's out sick today, but we're here with Jamie Saint of iTech. And we're talking today about the life study and we're going to unpack about what that means with his organization. But he's speaking about life, and uh, we talked a little bit about finances. If you need to start getting your finances in order, LNN Credit Union is a local lender, a local bank, local savings, local folks who have been here for decades, and they want to help you with your financing, whether it's personal or business checking, LNN Credit Union. And then Vision First Eye Care, uh, they have been around for equally as long. And Rod Rollo and his crew want to help you with all your eye care needs, glasses, contacts, you name it, the health of your eyes. They see you as a person, not just a set of eyeballs. And then Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star Home Care, 
sponsors our show and they do one of the most important aspects of life, especially in this generation. They help you with your loved ones who are in need of care, whether it's one day a week or they need 24-7 care. Bright Star Home Care can help you help your loved ones who are in need. So we want to thank those folks for sponsoring our show. So we are having Jamie St. back on. He's back from a year ago, and he's in town for the Global Missions Conference here in Louisville, Kentucky, where we're based out of. And before we took a break on the last segment, we were talking about a little study that uh, Jamie and his organization did called the Life Study. They looked at the North America, North American culture, and then they looked at the North American church and said, well, there's not a lot of difference between these two. There should be. And uh, so how did that begin as far as you determining, hey, we're not quite right as a culture and as a church? Yeah. So we were looking years ago about starting a, um, a training center here. Right. Turned out that was not a good idea. But if people from around the world were going to come and look at, you know, take iTech training from us and then they say okay this is what we're doing to reach our community what are you doing to reach yours and we say no our job isn't to reach our community our job is to help you reach yours that wouldn't fly very well so we said all right well where are people hurting and one of the ones that that jim and i knew i mean we just knew people were hurting because he had been through dave ramsey's financial peace university Mm -hmm. um you know, there's Crown Financial as well, and they do a good job. And um, more focused on the spiritual, you get your spiritual right, then your finances will follow. But we said, and I had helped many people set up budgets for their family and and get out of debt and and just live financially free. So we knew people were struggling in the area of finances. So we decided, all right, what we're going to do. Most of FPU Financial Peace University has been held in the church. So we said, let's do one in the community. So we got the county to give us a building to use, free of charge. Mm -hmm. And we went door to door in a very small circumference, less than a mile away from that facility, talked to hundreds of people. Well, we talked to a lot of people. We handed out hundreds and hundreds of flyers. You made hundreds of people's touches in some capacity. That's right. right. And everybody that we talked to, said, man, that we need that. Mm-hmm. When is it? We, we had a flyer with the date, the time, and the cost. Because it, it's not going to us, it's to buy the materials. And we were ready. And out of those flyers, the hundreds of people, the, the many that said, yep, that we need to be there, not a single person showed up. Mm. And we said, well, maybe the cost was the problem. So we made up our own financial four-week curriculum. Because the first time you used Financial Peace University, that that first time you said, okay, we're going to use somebody else's curriculum, right? That's right. But now the second time around. So in order to do it in the library, in our county library, you couldn't charge anything. So we made our own four-week financial course called Finances 101 and handed out again hundreds of flyers within a one-mile radius to only apartments and government-subsidized housing. Mm -hmm. And we said, all right. I mean, this is, we talked to a lot of people. They're like, when is it? Where is it? Okay, we're going to be there. Not a, well, one person did show up. (laughs) And we said, all right, something's wrong. Mm. We realized that, one, people don't care about what you know until they know that you care for them. Mm. And two, People are not just hurting in the area of finances. They're hurting in every area of life. 
So how can we, as as Christ followers, challenge people? Well, we need to know who they are and where they are. So we looked at the culture, and we said, man, they're struggling in, in finances, in career, family, but also in areas that we don't think about so much, physical, social, intellectual, and then the universal, spiritual. We said, well, let's look in the church. Hmm. We looked in the church and did the statistics, and we saw there's no difference. Hmm. There's no difference in the world than the church. So why are people going to want Jesus? They're not. And so we said, all right, what we need to do is we need to challenge the church to live intentionally. And so we did the life study, living intentionally, focusing eternally in every area of life. What does the Bible say about this? So we did a workbook. We did a nine-part DVD series, and, and that is, that's available free on Right Now Media. And we said, all right, if the church will start living intentionally while keeping their focus on eternity, then the church is going to change. We're going to be that light that Jesus said to be. And the, the world is going to be drawn to that light. Mm-hmm. They're going to see, you know what? We're not fighting with our spouse about finances. In fact, we're talking to them in the love language that they understand. Mm-hmm. We're, going to do, we're going to work a job, not because it pays, just pays the bills or makes the most money, we're going to look at how how God put each of us together and say, all right, I'm going to do a job with the talents, abilities, and passions that God has given me. And from that, I'm now going to work a job and be satisfied and fulfilled in the job so I don't come home full of stress and upset and you know just frustrated. I'm going to come home ready to serve my family. But then we also said, you know what, people, um, I think, and I'll blame Minkai, because Minkai from the jungles, he would come up to the U.S., and if you watch the documentary Beyond the Gates of Splendor, he says, man, everybody's so fat. (laughs) Everybody here in the U.S. is just so fat. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we have no discipline in what we eat, following a healthy lifestyle, no exercise, Mm -hmm. and it's been said you can't outwork a bad diet. Right. So it's both. It's eating right and uh, working out. And that could just be taking the stairs at work instead of the elevator. Right. Parking in the back of the park. Simple stuff. Yeah. But also social. Even in big cities, only 25% of the people that we looked at had one close friend. Even one close friend. Let me, let me stop here and go, go back on the past couple. Let me ask you this question before we continue on. How did we get this way? Now, when I say that, I'm not here to say, let's start bashing the church. I love the church. It's the bride of Christ, and he doesn't like us bashing his bride, right? We're part of the bride, right? Right. How did we get culturally to the point where there was no difference? That Like the pastors and the elders and the leaderships of churches, I'm not talking about just mine. And how did we get here? Really, I think it comes down to, and I don't want to blame any particular group of people. Sure. Um. But it it really stems from a lack of contentment. Mm. And I came up with a a definition of contentment a while back. And the definition goes something like this. Christ is not enough. Mm. (laughs) End of definition. (laughs) Because Jesus said that he would supply all of our needs. 
not our wants, not all of our desires, but all of our needs. And if our desire is him, then he does supply all of our desires as well. Mm-hmm. But when we say, all right, Jesus, your timing, God, your timing is not right. That's when we get into debt. That's when our debt drives us to a different job, a job that's going to make the most money. And then it just really proceeds down the line. When we're not happy, we're going to eat crap. Mm-hmm. Because Can I say that on you the did, radio? And that's okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to eat junk yeah. and we're going to feel like junk. Right. And then that's going to lead us to eating more junk yeah. and feeling more. Right. Yeah. You know? So really it stems from a lack of contentment. Mm. When Jesus is not enough and his timing is not good enough and he doesn't do what we think he should do, when we think he should do it, then we get out of whack. Right. And when we get out of whack in one area, it leads to getting out of whack in every area of life. And contentment is you can start looking at somebody's heart you know, above all else, guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. And if I want to look at somebody here who's grossly overweight, grossly out over over budgeted or under budgeted, whatever it is, me included, looking in the mirror and saying, okay, it usually almost always is a heart issue, right? That contentment piece. Right. It is. Because when, if we're, if we're willing to have the right heart and if we work at it by spending time in the Word and in prayer and with others that do, mm-hmm then we have a chance to follow Jesus. But when we look at our neighbor and say, well, they're driving a BMW, nothing wrong with a BMW. They're really nice cars. But if my budget doesn't afford, and then you get, I won't even get into the car payment issue Mm -hmm. because, you know, then we're going to step on toes, a lot more toes. Right. But driving a car that you can afford cash for, then you write a check or you give them cash. A friend of mine, quick story. Um, he went and he was going to buy a $15,000 car. Mm. It was used and he took $15,000 in cash. The dealership didn't know what to do. <laughs> they spent more time trying to figure out what to do with $15,000 cash than they've been, I mean, that was the longest part of the, of the buying process. Mm. And when we're in a culture that does not understand anything but a car payment, well, what happens when you lose that job? Do you have that emergency fund set aside so that now, you know what? We don't have to fight about money. We're going to take a break, come back, and talk more about the seven aspects of life, the life study, living intentionally for eternity. That's what life stands for. We're going to take a break. Be back shortly with Jamie St. on Solid Steps Radio. Hello, welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, solo today. Kurt Sato's not here today, but he's referred to Ministries. And we're here with Jamie Saint of iTech talking about the life study. And I correctly quoted that earlier. It's living intentional, focused on eternity. Is that right? Living intentionally, <laughs> focusing eternally. Focusing internally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're here talking about that. The first two seconds we talked about financing and career and um, and speaking of financing, and again, retirement, you got to plan for retirement. It just doesn't happen by itself. So Dan Hart Financial, he's been a sponsor of our show, and he could sit down with you and talk about what a biblical retirement looks like, if at least if you're planning on retiring per se financially, but you've got other plans. Dan Hart can help you 
figure out those plans. And then Southern Smoke Catering. We talked about the physical aspect of it, but every now and then you got to have a good barbecue. So southernsmokecatering.com. They are a catering-only organization. Chris Hadley and his crew do a wonderful job. They have the best brisket in town. SouthernSmokeCatering.com. Mention Solid Steps Radio, and you get a 10% discount on your first order. And then uh, the Southeast Outlook. Uh, they are an organization that um, they take care of covering what God is doing, not only locally here, but around the globe, telling the story of that God is writing. So we want to thank those folks for sponsoring our show. So, Jamie, the first couple of segments we were talking about how you approached uh, this with this study of, of going in and saying, what's the difference between the North American culture and the North American church? And there wasn't a lot of difference in the seven areas of life that really make up life. One of the biggest one that almost everyone has a need is family. Talk about that for a second. Well, I came from a fairly large family. I had two brothers and a sister. Um, but I have seven kids now, seven girls, and you have six boys, which ages are a little bit different, so right. we're not going to try to set anything up there. But <laughs> yeah. um, every one of my girls speaks a different love language. And there's a book, The Five Love Languages, um, that a lot of people have read. But I need to make sure that I know what love language each member of my family speaks. Because... I have love languages as well, and I normally am going to speak to them in my own love languages. But if I'm speaking to them in, say, time, mm-hmm. well, that's one thing. But if theirs is gifts, right. they want to receive a gift from me, and I'm just spending time with them, then I'm just, They're not going to feel as loved as they really, where they're wired. Right. Yeah. But it, and it, and it, the cost of the gift isn't the big thing. Right. Some of my girls, they tell me, all right, Dad, when you go overseas, they know I don't. I've stopped doing the souvenir thing because with seven girls and traveling quite a bit, yeah. it's just it's not practical. Right. So they say, Dad, give me a rock. Mm-hmm. And so all that does is it shows them that I was thinking of them while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. But it could be acts of kindness. It could be serving them. So I need to know, because every one of my girls hears a different love language. So I need to communicate love in the way that they understand, not in the way that I normally am going to communicate love. And when I do that, they will not only feel love, they'll know that I love them. And, you know, all my kids spell love T-I-M-E. If I don't spend any time with them, but I just give them gifts, that, that, that's not, mm-hmm. it's not a substitute for right. having time as a family. But family is an important area. So if I get my finances right, I'm not going to argue with my wife. That's one thing that I always, I said, Lord, allow us to be, to make enough money and to spend little enough money so that there will never be a fight about money. Hmm. There will always be enough. And you know what? My wife and I have never fought about money. Mm. Now, she is a free spirit, and I'm a nerd when it comes to money. <laughs> right. I'm a saver. She's a spender. Yeah. She says, I get about 30 seconds of communication time when we talk about a budget. After that, she's thinking about a fabric store or Hobby Lobby right. or whatever. She's thinking about her mind is not in the game. Yep. She is. She's just not... 
not that's in. That's not the way she's wired. Right. Right. So we need to know how to communicate. And if, if we don't have to argue about money, then we can talk about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's been said that two-thirds of marriages that end in divorce cite money as the reason. Mm. So I said, all right, we're going to wipe two-thirds out of that, you know, right now. It's really a top-button issue, money. That's right. Yeah. And for our girls, ages 18 down to twins who are 10, we said, no, we're not, we are going to not only live together and stay married, we're going to enjoy being married. Mm. And I enjoy being married 22 years um, this past summer. Mm. So we're putting all of that. But if I don't speak to my wife in the love language she understands, she's not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So, Family is an important area, but it's not the only area. We touched on finances, career. Now we've talked about family. We've talked a little bit about the physical, but socially. So few people, even in big cities, have even one close friend. The statistics that we looked at, one in four, only 25%, have even one close friend that they can confide in. But Jamie, everybody's got a lot of friends on social media, right? Right, but Facebook and in person... You know, we, we do the whole Facebook thing. It used to be before all of that came out, if we wanted a relationship, we'd go over to a friend's house. Mm-hmm. We'd sit on the front porch or in Florida where I live, we'd sit inside in the air conditioning <laughs> and we'd have lemonade. If we were lucky, maybe a cookie. I said a cookie, not a, a pile bag. of cookies. <laughs> yeah. um, and we would talk and we'd have a relationship. But now it's all done on, well, we know how, so-and-so is feeling because that's what they put on social media. Mm-hmm. I have a social media account or several accounts. I don't post anything on social media almost ever because you know what? People probably really don't care about <laughs> the way I'm feeling about the food that I just ate. Right. Um, or about what so-and-so did when they talked to me on the, no, they don't need to hear it. I don't want to share it, but most people if anything important or unimportant, and normally it's the second category, right. happens, they post it on social media. Oh, so-and-so just cut me off in traffic. Well, we won't get into texting and driving, but <laughs> but only one in four have a f- close friend. But we're supposed to have accountability with each other. We're supposed to get together as the body of Christ and not just, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. But stop and say, are you really good or are you just saying that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Yeah, this week I just lost my job or I just, you know, whatever the situation is, I just found out that I have cancer. But they just said they were good. So you have to dig deeper. You have to mm-hmm. find out, really, how are you going doing? And then when you say, you know what, I'm going to pray for you, ask them the next week, hey, I've been praying for this issue. Right. How's that going? What did you find out? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Somebody's going to say, man, they really care about me. And then intellectually, the majority of people after they graduate high school don't read a single another book, mm-hmm. not even one other book. Right. They're done. And we should be reading the Bible, but very few Christians actually do. But besides the Bible, there's a lot of great resources out there. Books like the some that we recommend, 48 Days to the Work That You Love. Well, I think that's written by Dan Miller. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to read, if you want to do a job that you're made for, read a book like that. 
pointing you in the right direction, becoming intentional in that area. Be a learner. We always should be learning, learning something. What what else? You know, one lady that, that went through the study, she said, you know what? I had always wanted to play the guitar, but I just figured I was too old. And by taking the study, she said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And she started taking guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she ever, be, if she stuck with it or not. Right. But being a learner, always learning. And so that's the intellectual area of life. So let me ask you this. Somebody may hear this and think, well, it sounds a lot like your best life now. You just want to make the most, most of this life. You're just trying to start new hobbies. And how do we tie that into the Lordship of Jesus? And how does that work? Those two live together. Yeah. So... On the intellectual, we do the, I do audible, um, and it challenges me and points me in the right direction, but the right direction really comes down. The hub for this wheel is really spiritual. If our spiritual life is not right, then it doesn't matter what else is right. Mm-hmm. But if, we're, if our spiritual is right from that hub, it's going to have a positive impact on every single spoke of that wheel, all the other areas of life, because the Bible tells us how we should live in each and every area of life. And so if we will simply apply biblical principles to our life, you know what? We're going to live a life that we can enjoy, but we're going to realize why we're doing it that way. It all comes from the spiritual. Mm. And when we're doing that, we're going to have a reason to share why, why why we follow Christ. And it's, because, it's not because our life is good. It's because He is good. And because He is good, we want to obey. So we're going to take a break and come back for one more segment and kind of wrap this up, but also just kind of hit on maybe a little bit more of the, the purpose of all these and, and maybe even find out this is like living life intentional and, and why that has eternal consequences for not just us, but for the people around us. We're going to take a break. we we'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, we're here with Jamie Saint of iTech. We've been talking about the life study. And life stands for? Living intentionally, focusing eternally. And the first three segments of our show, we talked about the seven aspects that make up your life. And if you did not hear those, go to iTunes, SoundCloud, you go to Facebook, like us, and then you'll be able to see when our show uh, comes up next, but you can hear all of our shows, podcasts uh, on our podcast and those wherever you listen to podcasts, commercial free. Thanks to our great sponsors like Veritech Generators. If you know someone who needs a, a generator for their home or their business or needs some maintenance or a free estimate, Veritech can take care of you on that. Dr. Eric Veal of Iroquois Family Dental. They've got two locations and they will take care of your teeth. They are family friendly dentistry. And also Frank Enterprises. Frank Enterprises takes care of your water waste issues outside. If you've got water draining where it's not supposed to drain or a septic tank that's not doing what it's supposed to do, you got some issues. So Frank Enterprises can take care of them like they take care of us. So as we finish up here, Jamie, um, you mentioned the seven aspects. But right before the, the end of the break there, you said really uh, you shared one story about a woman who started to play guitar and and and. But you said, listen, these first six, you can get these first six right, and it doesn't really mean much if we're different from the world. 
The spiritual aspect is the hub, and it's the most important part. Why do we need to get all these right from a spiritual standpoint? Because we're, we're called to be ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope that lies within us. But if people don't see a difference in our lives, we'll never have that opportunity. Or when we do share, we get up the courage and we share with somebody, it's going to have very little credibility because they see the, the struggles that we have. So we live intentionally, keeping our focus on eternally, so that when we open our mouth, people will listen to what we have to say. But you know what? That's not the only story. A guy that I know really well, a good friend of mine, years ago he said, he said, Jamie, he said, look, I hear you, you help people with their budgets. Will you help us? I said, yeah, not a problem. So we went over. Now, this guy made a six-figure income. He was making good money. But he, lived, he was living paycheck to paycheck, never getting ahead. And some people listening probably say, man, I wish I made a six-figure income. If you make a six-figure income and you spend it all, you know what? It's no different than everybody else out there who maybe makes half of that. Well, we sat down, figured out ways that he could cut back. He ended up selling his car, bought a used car that he could pay cash for. Ended up, over the course of time, living like that, that he ended up quitting his job and went to work a job that would have more time available for family and for church. Instead of working 70, 80 hours a week, mm. he now works 40 hours a week. He's making half the money that he used to make, but is much happier, has more time for family, friends, and fellowship. In fact, recently, he just took his entire family to Europe. To Europe. I mean, most people say, man, I could never do that. Making half the money he was making. Right. Right. Another guy wanted to go um, to a wedding down in the Bahamas for a family member. He's like, man, there's no way. Because he also had a mission trip that he wanted to go on. He said, we just can't save that. I said, well, how much do you think you can save? He said, we might be able to save, you know, Two thousand twenty five hundred dollars in a year. Told me how much he made. I said, "Man, I think you could probably save seven. He said, "There's, there's no way. You're crazy." So we sat down, did a budget for him, and I was wrong. He couldn't save seven thousand. He could save fourteen thousand. <laughs> so in four months' time, he not only paid for the trip to the Bahamas, paid for the mission trip, but they also paid off their car. Mm. And then what happened? Their air conditioning went out. Because when you try to live intentionally, something, something bad. We have an enemy. Right. He's alive. Mm -hmm. Their air conditioning went out. And you know what they did? They saved up. They paid cash for it. Now, this is Florida, right? I mean, it's, it's bad news. Air conditioning goes out. Yeah. You can't survive. They paid cash. Why? Because they were living intentionally, keeping their focus on eternally. Um, and then in the area of, uh, of career... I was uh, discipling a guy, and he came over to my office, and you know we're talking. I said, "So, what are you thinking about doing?" And he had some ideas. I said, "Have you ever done a Myers Briggs study?" He said, "No." So I had him do a Myers Briggs, just a personality study, kind of figure out how he's put together. And he did that, and he said, "Well, this is what it came up with: um, a teacher, an engineer, or something else." And today, that guy is a teacher. 
He's been a teacher. In fact, his rookie year, he was the teacher of the year, the rookie teacher of the year. Mm. And so when you do something that aligns with the way that God has put you together, it just works out, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're working in your passions. I see that guy every week at church. He's happy. He's fulfilled. He loves what he does because that's the way that God made him. So when we do that, it not only allows us to live a life that is fulfilling, it gives us the opportunity with credibility to share our faith and people will listen because they see a difference in us because we are living intentionally. So it's funny when you were talking about that, that um, you said discipling, you were discipling someone. And a lot of times we think we, we, we categorize discipling as this is what you do, church stuff, right? But Jesus did not just disciple his folks on, he discipled them. You can argue all seven of those in some capacity, right? Yeah, discipleship is really just walking through life with somebody, mm. saying, you know what, let's walk for a while together. And some of the things that others have taught me, I'm going to teach you. And I'm not going to, you know, just just look at the Bible and we're just going to have this little Bible study. No, we're going to apply those spiritual truths from the Bible to how we live. And if we don't do that, then we can say we're a Christian, but nobody buys it. Mm. But once we start doing that in the life study, man, it's just a, a tool that allows you to, to look at intentionally at every area of life and say, you know what? How could I be living differently, more intentionally, more biblically correct in each of these areas so that when I go to work, I realize, yeah, this is what I do for a paycheck. This is also the way God has put me together. And that is going to be my mission field. I am going to make an impact there. But because I'm living on a budget, I'm also going to be supporting somebody else who's going to a foreign field to to do missions there. Mm. So one thing that as we finish up here, there was one word that popped in my head on all of those items and that's freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Yeah. So if you're in bondage in any of these items, financially, career, family, physical, social, intellectual, and especially spiritual, then you're not, Christ's death on the cross was for freedom. And some of us, and I, I, I'm listening to this list and I'm get, getting hit right here between the eyes on a couple of things because this freedom that I think was for freedom spiritually only, but I'm to be intellectually and physically and family. There should be freedom there. It frees you up to really do a lot of amazing things. Yeah, it does. When you live a life that is intentional, you're creating margin in every area of life, in your finances, in your family, in your time, in your career. You're not just killing yourself to you know, make more money, make more money, make more money because of all these debt issues that you have, yeah, you're able to be free. And people want to be free. Mm. But they're, when they are living in bondage, they see that you're living free and they want what you have. And they say, okay, so I, w- I want to be where you are. So how do I get there? What do I need? And you say, you know what? I'm living a life that Jesus taught me how to live by reading the Word of God. Mm. Now, when they see that in you, 
and you say it's because of Jesus, it's because of the Word of God, they can they can't deny it, right? Because they, it's it's true, right? And when you then have the opportunity to sit down and share some of the some of the truth from the Word of God, they may you may not start with John three sixteen, right? You may not start with the Romans road, you may be starting with family, mm. you may be starting with finances, you may be starting with physical. A guy that uh, goes to my church, I, I went up to him the other day and I said, hey, so what do you do to work out or what do you... He said, man, nothing. He said, do you work out? I said, yeah. He said, but where? Because gyms are expensive. CrossFit, I have friends in that. Right. It's all expensive. The why? It's great, but it's expensive. And all of those things are great. I said, you know what? At our church, we have this little... You know, in the back, we have this little workout area. And that's what we do, Tuesdays and Fridays. Hmm. And you know what? He's been going. In fact, I texted him this morning. I said, hey, just want to let you know, I got my 200 push-ups and my 200 sit-ups in this morning. <laughs> and I told him on Sunday that we had to do that two times this week, 200 push-ups, 200 sit-ups. Not spread it out, but that day. Right. And he said, well, I'm 100 and 100 so far. He said, but I'll, I'm going to get there. And so it's about challenging each other in the church and outside of the church and, and keeping our focus on Jesus. Awesome. Jamie, will you finish up here and just praying for the guys that they will be convicted enough to, but also just be led to really take this life study and apply it into their life, please. Father, you are good. And Lord, your word teaches us how you desire for us to live a life that's intentional, but keeping our, in our focus that eternity is coming. This life is just a vapor. It may be hard, and you say it's going to be hard. It's not easy. This is not a prosperity gospel thing. This is about living for you each and every day. And when we do that, Lord, we know, according to 2 Timothy 3.12, we're going to face difficult times, but we never face them alone because you're with us. Lord, I ask that those who are listening today, Lord, the men and the women that may be listening, that you would challenge them to take a very close look at their own lives. Lord, and if the life study helps them, fantastic, as a tool to evaluate how they're living so that as they go through life, they can make slight changes by setting goals in each of those areas of life so that they can live a life that is pleasing and honoring to you, giving you the glory. And when they do that, they'll have opportunity to share your goodness and share your grace and your gospel with those that they work with, those that they may meet out and about, even in the grocery store. They will have opportunity to be a witness for you every moment of every day. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can check that life study workbook out on the website iTech. That's I-T-E-C-U-S-A dot org. Jamie, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.